On the Double Down Michigan podcast, we explore topics related to the gaming industry in Michigan. Host Henry Williams, Michigan Gaming Control Board Executive Director, discusses responsible gaming, gaming legislation in our state, current trends, and more. We feature special guests from the gaming industry so you can get the inside scoop. Be sure to subscribe to Double Down Michigan, a podcast by the Michigan Gaming Control Board to stay up to date on the latest in gaming. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double Down Michigan, a podcast by the Michigan Gaming Control Board. I'm your host, Henry Williams, and joining us today is Carla Schulte, the Michigan Gaming Control Board Deputy Director of Casino Operations. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Henry. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Carla, um, can you share with the listeners a brief history of your background, please? Sure. You know, back in 2012, it was time for me to retire from the Anchorage Police Department after 25 years of being a police officer there. And my husband and I were trying to decide where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. Uh, He's from Michigan, born and raised in St. Clair Shores. So we made a decision to move back here. And I was trying to find a job. And I looked on the website and found a, a posting for a regulation officer with the Gaming Control Board. And I was so fortunate to be hired here and um, have just moved up in my career ever since. Thank you for that background, Carla. Um, Most people, when they walk into a casino, they know it solely for its entertainment value. The games with the flashing lights, the restaurants and the shows. How exactly do you monitor and regulate the operations of a licensed casino? So Henry, I've got regulation officers at each casino. They're tasked daily to be out on that casino floor watching the operations and ensuring compliance. All of us have our uh, Michigan Gaming Control and Revenue Act. That's our guideline. That's our act. It's our rules. That's what we use to monitor and regulate each one of the properties. Okay, great. And so you have regulation officers on duty um, while the casino is open pretty much at the time? Yes, we do. Yes, we've got regulation officers there. I call it 21-7. We're dark from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. But during that time, Michigan State Police is on property, so they handle any calls for service during that time that we're not there. Okay, great. Um, some of our listeners may not be familiar with gaming in Michigan, so can you tell them the names of the three big commercial casinos in Detroit? We have Hollywood Casino at Greetown. MGM Grand Detroit, and Motor City Casino. Great. Um, Carla, as you know, casinos operate within legal frameworks and must adhere to gaming regulations and licensing requirements. Can you explain the regulatory requirements that casinos need to comply with? Sure, that's a great question. The Michigan Gaming Control and Revenue Act and the casino's internal controls, commonly referred to as their ICs, outline the regulatory guidelines that they must comply with. So those controls are set um, to provide that additional layer of regulatory items that we need to follow up on. So the casinos know that within this act of rules and their internal controls, they must stay in compliance. You know, from things such as licensing their employees, making sure that they have active licenses before they're out on the gaming floor working, um, the the conduct of gaming and their gaming equipment. We have to approve their rules of game. Um, So our regulation officers regulate those. They do an investigation on them. They advise whether that these meet the act, the rules, and, and internal controls for us to approve. So all of those things out there are just different ways for us to ensure that the casino is in compliance 
with the Act rules and internal controls. Um, we do other things like patron disputes. Um, I mentioned rules of the game, software approval for the, the slot machines out there. A lot of people don't understand that the Gaming Control Board has to approve the software that's in all of those machines. It's tested. It goes through a rigorous approval process to ensure that those machines are operating according to the law. Yes, and also those slot machines require a certain um, payout percentage. Correct. Yeah, 80 to 100% is the required payout for the state of Michigan. And your staff goes out and, and tests these machines to ensure that they're paying out that percentage. Correct, on a monthly basis. Plus, the casinos also have slot machines that are in storage and or software that's in a locked storage cabinet. So before they can pull those items out of storage or out of that cabinet, we have a designated regulation officer that goes out there to each casino property and tests that software and gives them permission to put it back into play. Yes. And the Gaming Control Board also regulates the card specifications, the dice specifications, dice specifications. table mm-hmm. layouts. Mm-hmm. That's all part of that rules of the game process. So when they want to put a game into place, even even if it's um, an improvement to a game, a new table game layout, all of that has to be approved by my regulation officers before it can go into play on the casino floor. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Carla, how do casinos ensure fair and honest gaming outcomes? By some of the points that we had just talked about, Henry, the rules of the game, they're very detailed. Along with that come uh, mathematic analysis, again, the table game layout. So we review all of those items to ensure they're in compliance with the act, the rules, and the internal controls are set. So that's one of the ways that they, they ensure that is those rules of game are set. Those rules of games are also published for their patrons. So the patrons understand how those games are played. The slot machines, the software approval process, all of that software starts um, from the manufacturer to an independent test laboratory that certifies that software for Michigan market. Then that is submitted to my gaming laboratory and the staff there review it to make sure that that software is in compliance with our um, rules that we have set place in order to ensure that fair and honest gaming is occurring. They also have um, highly trained dealers on the floor and pit bosses. So I mentioned a lot about software and and, a lot, and the slot machines, uh, but they also have highly trained dealers on the floor and then they have pit bosses. So sometimes those dealers on the floor, if they have a large payout, a pit boss has got to come and confirm that. They got to confirm the winning hand. They've got to confirm the right person's being paid out. All of those processes are in place to ensure that that's fair and honest gaming. Okay, great. And I just want to back up for a second, Carla, because I don't think um, we identify for the citizens what's included, what sections are included as part of your division. I have got the enforcement section, which is largely what we have been speaking about so far. Uh, Then the gaming laboratory, we mentioned them with approving the software. I have the uh, employee licensing section that licenses. They do the background investigation on all of the new employees for the casinos to ensure that they are suitable to hold a license to work in that casino environment. I have uh, the casino audit division, and I have the responsible gaming team. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Carla, can you explain the process of ensuring security and surveillance operations in the casino? 
Sure. One of the rules requires that the casino gives very specific guidelines for the casinos to have in place for their security and their surveillance operations. They're required to have security and surveillance personnel on site 24-7. The demarcation line is what we call for the gaming floor. That's at the security checkpoints. Security officers have to be there to greet patrons when they come on the gaming floor to ensure minors are not gaming access to that gaming floor. Um, they're also becoming um, highly trained in disassociated persons coming on the gaming floor and keeping a watch out for them as well to help prevent them from gaining access. Um, so the security guard, our guards are there and in place. They also do assist with the drops of the machines, getting the monies to the cage, getting the monies to the count room. And the whole time, surveillance personnel are on site that have to monitor all of these actions 24-7. Okay. And when we say minors, we're talking about anyone under the age of 21. Anyone under the age of 21. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, what are some red flags that might indicate illegal gambling activity is taking place within the casino? And what measures are taken to prevent fraud and cheating? You know, some of the red flags that, that the casinos look at, my regulation officers look at, is you know, if you notice um, certain patrons that are frequent, what we call them frequent flyers in the casinos, they're, all, they're there often. But they're there at a specific table with a specific dealer. If that dealer changes out, that patron leaves. That patron will follow that dealer. So surveillance will kind of watch and see the pattern of what is going on between that dealer and the patron. And nine times out of ten, they find that that dealer is paying out losing hands. So they'll start watching their actions or they'll actually go back and track that dealer uh, for a couple of days on their shift to see what is going on with their actions back and forth. So it's really ha knowing that the actions between two people, how they relate, how they talk, a wink, a nod, a scratch on the table, a bump, something of that nature that the casino surveillance operators know um, to watch out for. And not only are these casino surveillance operators are looking at this, our regulation officers are in our surveillance office watching the same activity. Correct, correct. Throughout their shift, they're in our surveillance room scanning that casino floor watching for those types of actions. If they see something, they say something. If they're out on the gaming floor and they see something that looks off to them, they'll go and alert a pit boss or they'll call up to surveillance and say, hey, can you watch this activity at this table? I just saw a dealer pay out a losing hand. Okay, great. And I know we just talked about the sections that you, um, that's within your division. And one section is the audit section. Yes. And our audit section ensures that um, they're auditing um, the casino revenue to ensure the proper tax payments. Correct. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. Um, Carla, the success of the casino relies on well-trained and motivated staff members. How are staffing and training handled in a casino environment? Say someone wants to work as a cage cashier or a table dealer. What process do they need to follow? You know, in order to get a job at a casino, it's not as easy as walking in and, and filing your application and getting hired. They also have to go through, like I would mentioned before, the occupational licensing side to where we conduct an extensive background check to ensure that individual is suitable to work in a casino environment because they are handling large amounts of monies. They have access to that, uh, that money. So we want to make sure that they're suitable to be in that environment. So once they receive a license from us, the casino then puts them in a rigorous training program. 
these individuals have to know their policies and procedures, their standard um, operating procedures once they're out on the gaming floor, rules of the game. They also have an academy, a dealer academy that they send all table game dealers to. So they learn all of the different games that are out on the gaming floor, how to properly deal them, how to handle disputes, how to do the payouts. It's a rigorous training environment that they put their employees through before they allow them to be on the gaming floor. Great. So citizens, did you hear that? You do not have to know how to deal a casino game. The casinos will teach you and all three are hiring. So make sure you reach out to any one of the three casinos and see what type of job opportunity they have for you today. Um, Carla, what are the consequences for a casino employee if they are found to be involved in illegal gambling activities? You know, Henry, I'm glad that you asked this question because oftentimes we, we just talk about so many other things, but we don't talk about consequences. An individual needs to realize if you're an employee working in a casino environment, not only are you risking your, your employment status, but you're also making yourself vulnerable to face criminal charges. If you're found colluding, we work with MSP all the time, Michigan State Police, but if you're found to be colluding with a dealer or a dealer's found colluding to be dealing with a patron, because we also charge those patrons as well, um, it's a felony offense. And you, you could be then subjected to having to pay back those monies. Being charged with a felony then ruins your chances of employment in the market out there as, as a whole. So, you know, I really just want to, to let people know, you know, think twice. Don't be persuaded by one of your friends. If you get a job at one of the casinos, don't be persuaded by them to maybe have you pass them a couple of extra bucks on a bet that they've placed or, you know, or something of that nature because you're really jeopardizing your own future. Okay. And how does a casino monitor and manage its revenue and profitability? Now, this is a big question, Henry. You know, the three Detroit casinos, they compete for that market share. They are right in downtown Detroit, and they're constantly monitoring, you know, their revenue and profitability on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Um, and they look at those stats of, you know, hey, how are we doing, you know, compared to our competitor? What have they got going on over there? What are they offering up? They look at that market share. What percentage do, do we have? You know, the Gaming Control Board public the casino's market share. And so they're constantly looking at that. How can I get my market share percentage up? You know, they do think, you know, they, they also consider in that, you know, things that are outside of their control. They may have this fantastic promotion planned and then a storm hits downtown Detroit. Flooding occurs, storm hits, you know. So they look at weather. They look at what the economy had, how it impacts a patron from showing up on their casino floor. So they have to consider all of these things and constantly look for ways to market to their patrons. They look at different promotions and tournaments that they can put out, giveaways. That's a huge one. You know, it might be a, an economic downturn. So can we get do a giveaway? Can we give away blankets? Can we give away a toaster, a blender? Just to drag that foot traffic in, you know, to, to hopefully get them to game. And then they, they, get a little, they get a little something for it, you know, for showing up and, and supporting. Their rewards program. If you come in and play, you get things like you get extra gameplay. You get, you get food, hotel. So you're, you redeem your points to get extra benefits there at the casino properties. So that's, they look at how they can do that. Um, they look at the type of restaurants they have or events that they bring in. So they're constantly trying to figure out and they're constantly on the move to try to navigate through that to get that market share number up. 
Okay. Well, Carl, I want to thank you for coming in today and sharing all this wonderful information uh, with our citizens. And before we wrap, are there any final thoughts you would like to share? Henry, I just want to thank you for having me on today and giving me the opportunity to talk about my three Detroit casinos, my great staff, and all of the things that we do here for the Michigan Gaming Control Board. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming in today, um, Carla, and, and good luck on keeping those three properties on track. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Take care.